0: welcome 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 back y'all another episode of the golly dating 101 podcast it's just your boy Tavares today um, but I want to say on behalf of my wife and I thank you guys thank you so much for the support thank you so much for the love we really don't know what to say after just hit, hitting a million downloads on last week's episode god is good man <laughs> you guys are amazing you guys are always showing love man I appreciate that I appreciate that all you guys standing by us, you know, we don't, I don't know. I won't say we will not we don't put out the best quality or we don't put out the best content, whatever, but it's the fact that, you know, God lays things on our hearts and we share it with you guys. And I see you guys sharing it. I see people that don't even follow us, like tagging us in their stories because they were listening to it. It's just amazing to know the amount of people that God is touching um, through this ministry. You know, so we want to thank you guys. We have a um, giveaway coming soon. I'll update the the Patreon members first. So if you want to be a part of our Patreon family, go ahead, support the ministry, join the family. Um, I'm in my last, going on one more month of school. And after that month, we'll be able to do a lot more with our Patreon family. You know, those people are loyal, man, because I want to do so much for you guys, show some love to you guys. But it is extremely hard trying to work, school, parent, ministry, podcast, social media, you know, all while being devoted to God, because I can do all this and still go to hell. I want an actual relationship with God. I don't want to look like a spiritual guru, a relationship guru. I just want to have an actual, you know, walk with God <laughs> off of social media, you know, so doing all that and still trying to pour into my family and love my family, you know, and same thing with Safa, you know, so I just thank you guys for being loyal, for being so supportive, but I want to jump into today's episode. <laughs> So I want to jump into today's episode, and I will start off by saying it is not an original thought. Um, the, The thought of this podcast came about from something I heard my pastor mention in a Bible study. And I was like, hold on, this might relate to relationships. You know, he spoke about seeing potential in people. You know, because I think it's very easy for us to not see the potential in others. We want God. We want God to use us, even though, you know, we may not be at the right place. So, you know, we want God to see potential in us. But at the same time, same time, we don't always see potential in others. So I thought this is perfect to talk about in relationships, you know, because I honestly believe that there are some people that are not going to ever see God's best for them because they are ignoring God's plans because they want their desires. Uh, Let me let me rephrase that to make it more plain for you. Many people are not going to get what God has for them because they don't want it. They want what they want. You know, so they're telling God, this is what I need. This is what I deserve. Um, If you want to think about it from a biblical perspective, when God wanted a king for his people, God really envisioned someone like David. But it was because of their hunger to have a leader that God allowed them to have Saul a man who did not always do things God's way, a man whose heart, you know, God removed the spirit from them. But God's desire was never for them to have Saul. God's desire was for them to wait on King David, for them to allow God himself to lead them. You know, so it's very easy that we don't see the potential in others and we dismiss what's going on because, you know, we have our own agenda, we have our own plans, you know, and I think it's sad because we, a lot of us, and I don't want to just say you. You know, so don't feel guilty. Listen to this episode. But a lot of us, we set unrealistic expectations. And when we do those type of things, it's not like God can't fulfill because the Bible says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. So God is able to exceed your prayers. But the problem is every one of your prayers are not coming from the right motive. And every one of your prayers are not being led by the spirit of God. Sometimes it's your feelings, your emotions, your urges you know and many times we lead ourselves astray because we're seeking after what we want rather than to be close to Jesus Christ you know so I want to talk about that you know I don't I want us to stop trying to convince God you know we know what we need because God knows what's best for us you know many of us we make up our own minds you know then when things don't go as planned now we want to blame God <laughs> you know so you already made up your mind God my spouse is going to look like this so now when you see that person you jump into a relationship that God never orchestrated. And when it fails, God, why'd you let me get my heart broken? God, why'd you let me have a baby by this person? God, why did you? And God is looking at it like, I've never, not once did I tell you to go into that relationship. Not once did I tell you to go have sex outside of marriage. Not one time did I lead you into the, the arms of these people. But that goes to show us that we have to be careful of what we're pursuing and what we're desiring And the point of this episode is not to tell you to rip up your list and you know tell you that you shouldn't have those preferences, um, but I want you to reevaluate it. Um, Episode five, if you're new to new to this uh, podcast, you probably have not heard every episode, but episode five we talked about having um, preferences. You know, you know whatever your type is, is it wrong? How do you go about doing it? You know, whatever. So I'm not going to doubt too much into that because I want you to go back. Listen, to episode five, when you get some time. But Genesis 128, you know, anytime you talk about relationships is always good to try to start at the beginning. Um, Genesis 128 says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So we see the The main intention of God creating human beings here on earth, what we were supposed to be doing was having dominion, you know? So God didn't create us here to be weak or to just be another creature. No, God created us here to basically be him inside the earth. Adam was like, Adam was walking with God the same way God named Adam. Adam was naming creatures the same way God ran the world, God allowed Adam to run, run the garden. Like Adam was the leader. And, you know, he places us to have dominion over everything, you know, and I still believe that dominion is needed in the church today because a lot of people aren't walking in their spiritual authority because they don't know who they really are in Christ. But when it comes to relationships, you know, I just want to bring up that, that quick little segment, but when it comes to relationships, we see the very first relationship that took place, um, between mankind when God said, you know, It's not good for my man, Adam, to be alone. It's not good for Adam to be alone. I need to get somebody for him. You know, so God is like, my man, Adam, is walking with me in the cooler today. We're talking. He's naming the animals. He's tending the garden like I wanted him to. But this brother needs companion. He has a relationship with me. Yes. But God is like, no, but you need someone so you can um, replenish the earth just like the animals are doing. So God creates a woman and I want you to understand a key segment of what is happening there. God not one time consulted Adam on what he needed. God did not ask Adam one time, hey, what's your type? Hey, God did not ask Adam, hey, would you like if I made her butt this big or this small? Would you like you know, bigger breasts or smaller breasts? Uh, what if her hair is not that long? What if her hair is really long? God is not going to Adam, bringing all these things to Adam to try to say, hey, what is it that you like? You know, and I don't believe that. I I would be foolish to think that God doesn't care about what interests you or what catches your attention. That's not what my point is. My point is that God did not consult Adam, meaning what you desire may not even be God's plan for your life. And something that you may not even realize you need, God is working on it to provide for you. So many of us were chasing after this because, oh, they look just like what I want. But God is saying, I know what you need. And I know from example, whereas me, I was looking like God, just give me a saved girl with the nicest shape. And, you know, I'm good. You know, so I was chasing after women as long as they stepped foot in the church, even if they weren't in the church, as long as they had that body. I was running after it. And that was because my flesh was leading me rather than the Holy Spirit. You know, so it's so easy for us to get caught up in looking at the outside, the external. But God is telling us that I know what you need. I know what it is. To place in front of you. I know what it is to bring to you. So I want to show you that because I feel like many of us were were thinking that, you know, God put Adam to sleep. The Bible mentions a deep sleep fell over Adam when God was making Eve from his rib. Many of us, we don't allow God, we don't allow ourselves to rest and allow God to work. You know, I want to make that clear. If you want God to work, you have to be willing to rest. You have to be willing to trust him, to wait on him, to allow him to guide your footsteps rather than allowing yourself to be to be moved by the things of this world. You have to allow yourself to trust that God knows what's best for you. You know, and many of us, we just have to understand, like, God, you know, but I'm 30, I'm 40, God, I'm 50, God, everybody's married and pregnant, God, and I'm single in the apartment. God is like, if you just relax and let me work it out. Stop focusing on what everyone else is doing because Adam never told God, it's time for me to have a spouse. God told Adam it was time, you know, so please trust God's timing. Just had to throw that in there, man. I just felt that my spirit strongly for someone. But many times, you know, like how God didn't necessarily consult Adam on what would be his specific preferences. And a woman, I want to show you that God can send you someone that that's, that's just meets an idea. Like they, they don't have everything that you may have wanted. But they may have an idea. So let me let me show you guys from this perspective. Um, when I said my pastor mentioned something at church, this is what he was talking about. He he mentioned Jeff Bezos. Um, Bezos, maybe I don't I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. Just know it's the richest man in the world. <laughs> you know, so he's the first guy um, worth over two hundred billion. So like, all I need is like two hundred dollars in my account, and I'm happy. Bro, got two hundred billion to his name, you know, but him and his wife, um, I think her name is Mackenzie. Yeah. So they met early nineties. They got married right out of college. You know, she worked at his firm or whatever. So he was not worth 200 billion then probably he had a hundred thousand in his account and back then that was a lot of money, whatever. But at the same time, he was not at the point where he is today. And it's so easy for us to meet someone and bro is broke. Sis ain't got it going on. And we're just like, no, that's not God's will for my life. When in reality, um, many of the women who passed up on Jeff Bezos when he had eight dollars in his name, because we know college students are usually broke, when he had no money to his name, many women probably turned him away. But all of those women now are probably curious. Oh, I wonder what Jeff is doing, you know. And it just shows me that many times we don't see the potential in people. We don't see what God is able to do in people. And I'm not saying Jeff Beasley is a man of God or whatever, you know, so let's not get, let's not over spiritualize things, but we don't see what God is capable of doing. So we limit ourselves from being blessed. Uh, I want to make that clear to you. You are limiting yourself from being blessed because you are telling God, this is his will. When in reality, no, it's your preference. And many times we allow our preference to become our standard, and we cannot allow that to become our doctrine our foundation or any of that because preferences change. What you like today, you won't like tomorrow. You may not like it five years from now. You may not like it 10 years from now, but God's will for your life today is still going to be God's will for your life tomorrow. God's will for your life is not going to change because God is a consistent God. He's not going to keep changing his will based off how you feel that day, you know, so I know this next statement might hurt, but I, I just want to make it clear that many people are single because they can't see the potential in others. You know, I mean, I, I know you I know I'm, I'm reiterating that a certain a different way, but I want to make it clear. You may be the reason that you are single. I know you're like, man, no, no, no. It's because I ain't got that many men at my church. No, it may be you. No, nah, man, there's no girls at my church, bro. I have to go to other church to go look around it. No, you may be the problem. Because it's so easy to point fingers and say, oh, man, they ain't got this, they ain't got that. But have you ever considered that maybe you're ruining your own life because you're allowing your emotions to lead you? You're allowing your hormones to lead you. You're allowing what people think to lead you. Because I know a lot of people, you know, and it's no offense to, to, to these women, but like women, you know, that weigh a little bit more. And, and, and I know it's sad how society tries to treat bigger women or even skinny women. Everybody's criticism, please don't allow your worth to be found in someone's point of view. Let me just point it out. No one cares how you look, God still sees value no matter what the scale says. Don't allow your, your your worth to be driven by what people think. But I brought that up to say I know a lot of people who were interested in a bigger woman, or even women who are interested in bigger men um but they want it they want it want to talk to them or at least not make it public because all their friends will laugh now you tell me you really you're going to let someone's opinion stop you from being happy someone else's point of view that pays none, none of your bills someone else's point of view that doesn't get you into heaven is going to stop you from being happy listen not me my friend i like what i like and if it's God's will, I want it. <laughs> but I, let, let me before I go forward in the episode, I just want to make you guys know that you may hear some construction outside. I tried to wait all day to get this episode out because I wanted to upload it early for the Patreon family. And people decided to do the fire alarm test. Do the, they're doing the absolute most outside. There's some, some construction going on. You hear me sounding flustered, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll just pause the episode if it gets too rowdy. But if you think about uh, the book of Proverbs, it teaches wisdom. I want to read Proverbs 19 and three out of the New Living Translation. It says people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Doesn't that sound like us? Come on now. Come on, church church folk. Don't lie. Tell me this is not the case. God, I'm not going to do this again. And then we do it. And now we're shocked. God, why did you allow this? God, why are you allow my heart to get broken? And God is like, I mean, it was, it was your foolishness that caused that heartbreak. It was your foolishness that led to um, that issue. It was your foolishness that may have led to that depression. You know, you're, you're blaming me for why you're depressed. And God is like, you're getting mad when it was disobedience. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that's how that works here. You know, but if you're trying to get, get away from these things and get away from the depression and all that, that's why I'm here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp (laughs) is a resource that i love to tell you about because I believe, you know, I tell you guys this all the time. Christians are not prioritizing their mental health. We want to be spiritually healthy, but we don't want to be mentally and emotionally healthy. We want to jump and shout in church, but we're not taking care of ourselves on the inside because God sees us on the inside. He sees the brokenness. And I'm a firm believer that you can have Jesus in a therapist, okay? If you got some trauma, allow, allow God to work on it through that therapist. Um, but BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Your counselor will be able to be contacted at any point. You connect in a safe and private environment online. And also you can set up phone and video calls, however you may desire. So if you're facing depression, stress, or anxiety, any type of anger and trauma, things along that line, they are there to help you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get a 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's hel slash godly. But I believe... This is something that we have to take into consideration because I don't think a lot of people understand the importance of seeing the value in someone, and I say that because let's look at the example of em- someone's employment. I'm not, you know, I, I want to be understanding, you know. I want you guys to, to to hear me out before you just assume I'm saying something that I'm not. But you know, ladies, I know you may not like a guy who's currently unemployed or a guy who doesn't make more than you, which is fine. You know, I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't like. Or men, you may not like women who won't work or have no ambition to work. And I see see it on both sides, you know, because a man, you know, is leading his home, he should also be aiming to provide. So he should be working, you know. And part of it that I disagree with is when a woman says a man should make more than her because if sis if you're a millionaire or a doctor you know praise God but that doesn't mean I'm a doctor <laughs> you know I'm happy my wife is making bang you know it's no big deal and you know men you may not like women who won't work and you may want your wife not to work but at the same time I think the the main goal is being against being lazy not necessarily where you work how you work it's just a matter of seeking you know funds because a lot of people think love is going to pay the bills but um fam that's not how that works you know you can pray Until now, until the rapture. But God is God might send the answer in a job interview, you know, (laughs) so it's not going to just be money on your porch every time you open a door. That's not that's not necessarily how things are going to work. But when we when we see people and we say, oh, no, he doesn't make as much as I need him to make. She doesn't make as much as I need him to make. Okay, but can they get there? You know, because they may not make a $1,000 every check or a $1,000 every month or 10000 every month or whatever it is that your ridiculous standard may, may have been, but they could get there. You know, they may not have their degree yet, but maybe they're working towards it. So it's very much possible that many of you probably would have ran into Bezos in the college and he would have said, hey, how you doing? And, and Sis probably would have said, boy, no, ill. But if he would have ran into you as a $200 billion, $200 billion man, say hey how you doing oh i'm doing great god is good you don't want to have some coffee you know and then it's like that shows that our our motives behind these things are superficial our motives behind these things are not god's will so we're not seeking to have god's will what we're doing is just seeking whatever makes us feel good or seeking our comfort but god's will is not always comfortable sometimes there's a growing period you know so i'm not saying settle for a scrub please don't think that's that's my goal but i also want to say like god may give that person an idea like I think a lot of people assume that we're rich because of this golly dating page. And I know a lot of people with much smaller pages and they make a lot of money, you know, so people probably think that we do as well. No, um, everything we do is free, <laughs> you know, so we love, we just love pouring back into you guys, you know, so that's why I'm always thankful. People join Patreon and support the ministry because we don't do this stuff for money, but I do understand it can come along with it, you know, so when I was in the military, you know, God is good. You know, he was able, we're, we're able to, I'm able to provide for my family through through that means when I just got married. But at the same time, I ended up getting out of the military so that that guaranteed whatever I was making, 40, 60, 70, depending on where I was located, you know, the the, the price would change. But how much money I was making, you know, it could have been, it could have been so easy for someone to say, oh, that's good. But at the same time, when that money changed after the service, she could have been like, God, you sent me a scrub." When the reality, God could have sent her someone with an idea because there's a lot of things I managed to do outside of just working a nine to five, you know, th- that'll bring that brought in money to the home, you know, and I promise I'm not a scam artist, <laughs> uh, or, or none of that nonsense people are doing it outside, you know, I'm not trying to go to jail, but, but I'm just saying it's the fact that everyone may not do that nine to five route. Everybody may not go straight to college route. Everybody may not go the route that you may have thought they would, but if they're breaking into funds. Or they're capable, or they're going towards that direction. You have to be able to see the potential in them. You know, we think about things like someone's appearance. You know, a lot of people, and I know it's one of them. I I I know the type of shape I want my wife to have, and I'm just like, hey, babe, hey, we working out, you know. But I could never say, hey, you need to work out, and I wouldn't. You know what I mean? So that's why I always say people set unrealistic expectations if they want their spouse to do something that they won't do. You know, but. They may never be that perfect size or or whatever size you know you think somebody needs to be at at the moment, like if a chubby guy approaches you and you're just like, no, he's fat, I don't like it, or a skinny guy or whatever it is, vice versa. You may look like, oh, I don't I'm not interested, but they could get to the size or they may actually be working on it. So it's up to us to understand that everything doesn't always happen immediately, and it depends on us allowing God to work in people's lives. And I know appearance is not just something, you know, God-related, you know. So I'm, I, I, please understand, you know. I'm just using different scenarios. But I work out five times a week, you know. So I'm not as skinny as I was the day Asafa and I met, you know, back 2010, 2011. So almost 10 years ago. So and Safa works out as well to maintain her size. But um, I'm human, so I'm fully under. We're all human, so we fully understand that after a woman gets pregnant, bodies change you know? So a lot of things may have changed for her. And if I had only saw her because of her beauty, then I'd probably resent her the day when I found out she was pregnant and the stomach started growing. It's just like, hey, now, sissy's you're supposed to have the flat abs and X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? And these are unrealistic things that we set over people. So I understand if you want to fit spouse or whatever, but don't, but it's a problem when you don't give people room to grow. And you miss, because when you do that, you miss out on everything that they have to offer. Like I mentioned on a previous episode with a with a sister who was like, she, you know, she wanted to talk to a guy unless he was preaching more than her because she was preaching at her church or whatever. And I thought that was pretty shallow. And honestly, I thought it was kind of dumb. It's just you have more opportunities, you know? So God is good. God is using you. But that doesn't mean that you should say that the person you're going to marry has to preach more than you. You know, it's like we're telling God what our spouse must do. And maybe God told her that. So I can't speak on it. But yeah, you know, somebody may not be a preacher today, but they can get there. Somebody may not be the best praise and worship leader today, but they may get there. Somebody may not be that big upfront, whatever, but they may be serving God in 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 private. You know, so it's foolish for us to limit what God is able to do because of how we feel about certain things or how we, you know. So I want to, you know, bring your attention to Moses in Exodus chapter four, verses ten and eleven. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and have a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Who makes the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? So we see God is calling Moses to free his people, and immediately God remind he reminds God of his limitations. And and I know we're not talking about dating God here, <laughs> you know, but look at this story and put yourself in this story. How many of us have limited the will of God for our lives because we didn't trust what God could do through us or another person? We saw a limitation and we immediately wrote someone off when even though God sees purpose in them, even though God sees values in them. You, you're over here trying to see the guy who already has six figures. And then he's going to go broke in five years. You don't see it. God is showing you the guy that only has $6 that's going to have six figures within five years. You know, so God is showing you, like, hey, I know you think you stutter. I know you think you have a lisp or whatever it was that he had going on. But God is like, I made your mouth. I don't have a limitation. I am able to work through you, you know. So God is showing us he doesn't have a limitation. So why are we limiting what he can do in somebody else's life? Like my wife, she doesn't do so much public speaking, but Maybe that's another reason why God allowed us to get married, because now it forced her to get out of her comfort zone so she could do it more. So it's so easy for us to limit God. But and I know you may want someone that's a strong leader in the house of God. And ladies, that's that's what you're supposed to want, you know, but maybe they aren't there today and maybe they will be there tomorrow. Because Moses went from being a man that felt insecure over a speech defect to one of the greatest leaders in history. So God chose a man who had issues talking to lead His people, out of bondage. So while you're looking at someone, you're just like, ah, they ain't got it going on. They're not where I need them to be. God is saying, okay, you can overlook them, but there'll be a blessing to my people. There'll be a blessing somewhere else. There'll be a blessing where they're going to be appreciated. So you have to stop dismissing people because they aren't at the level we think they are at. Because even... Jeremiah chapter one, we see that when God, God said, you know, before you were even formed, I knew you. And immediately Jeremiah's response is, God, but I can't speak. I'm too young. And God is like, no, don't say you're too young because you have no reason to fear. I am with you. I'm going to put my words in your mouth is what God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter one. So we can go ahead and limit people all we want. But God is saying, I see the potential in you. So that's 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 an encouragement for you as well spiritually. Put dating aside. That God is telling you that, yeah, you see you're stuck to pornography right now. But God is saying, I see the potential in you. You're saying, oh, I'm, I'm I'm struggling with this. But God is saying, yeah, but I see the potential in you. I see where you're gonna be headed. I see what's coming next for you. So it's so easy for us to to doubt ourselves. But God says, I see potential in you, and we have to see that in our brothers and sisters as well. I'm not saying somebody who's not growing, not progressing. You just force something off of potential because I don't think you should date off of potential. You should see them actually going, working towards that. But you have to be willing to see that in people. And you will understand these, you know, the way God views us when you get into the word more, when you get into his presence more and that and i believe that a great resource for you to do that is the upper room <laughs> daily devotional guide there are many of you listening that are wondering how do you get it you know get into your bible more understand god's promises more and i believe that the upper room daily devotional guide will help you so you can count on the upper room for daily inspiration community prayer and it's made by fellow believers and it's going to be able to impact you on a personal level. You never have to feel as though it's something too hard to grasp. No, but it's something that I believe that will encourage you daily. You know, so that's something that's for you through email, through a custom app, or you can even get a magazine. Excuse me. The Up Room has over 80 years of history and 5 million readers around the world. It provides online community, spiritual comfort, and inspiration. Enjoy a 30-day free trial of our email app, or the, or the service by visiting UpperRoom.org slash welcome. That's U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M dot org slash welcome. And you'll get 30 days free. To be honest, though, I feel as though a lot of us don't understand the importance of a godly relationship. Because. Well, all right. So this isn't I'm not using them as a godly relationship, but but this is an example. I know of a lot of people that laughed at Russell Wilson <laughs> called my boy Corny. So you don't know who that is. NFL superstar married to Sierra, another R&B superstar dancer, you know, they do everything. So they're, they're the people with the five talents that Jesus was speaking about, you know? So, so they do everything and everybody called this man corny. Like he's just nobody, but a Christian, his clothing wasn't all that. But now when they see how much he loves her, respects her, cherishes her, uplifts her after she came out of so many broken relationships, people are always just like, man, what was the prayer Sierra prayed to get a godly man like that? Man, how do I get a man like that? But he don't, he doesn't even dress the way that he used to dress when they first met. He doesn't always, I won't say he, he changes the way his, he acts, but you can see different levels of maturity. You can see the way he acts with his family. And all of that was because she saw the potential in him because Sierra is a woman who's in the spotlight. So a lot of people seen her relationships and she's been in, you know, some poor relationships, um, not one to judge, but yeah, if you, if you understand anything about this story, you know, she was with some men that kind of probably treated her a little bit bad, but now she's with a man who loves her and respects her. And she was able to see the, the potential in him rather than going back to what's familiar, because she could have went to another abusive relationship another, you know, drug dealer or whatever, you know, I'm not here to to trash Future or the rest of them, (laughs) but my thing is she saw potential. So instead of us saying, man, I want what somebody else has, no, we have to be willing to say, God, help me to see what's your will for my life, because it's so easy to only choose what looks good at the moment, what feels good at the moment, but God is saying, but my ways are higher than yours, and I can see what you don't see coming. So I can see the potential in them, and you have to ask God to open my eyes because I don't want to think people really get that godly relationships help us get to where we want to be. Yeah, you want to be that happy? Yeah, a godly person can help encourage you, get you there, help mold you into God's image. I honestly believe my wife is a drastic reason for where I am um, spiritually today, and I'm sure she's um, she believes that I've helped her in a lot of ways. Because, like for example, I'm not a naturally you know calm guy. Like you can ask my parents. Like I get hot headed quick. Like. I could overlook a lot now that I'm getting older. But if you disrespect my family, you know Jesus did say turn the other cheek. But you might catch a two piece before that cheek get turned, bro. I'm telling you, like, child, my family, you, you, I might need to repent. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that to be carnal. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, God is working on me, you know, and all because he, he blessed me with a wife that helps me understand the areas I need to work on, the areas I need to overlook issues on. So the Bible message is a a glory. It's a good thing to overlook an offense. You know, that's something that I'm definitely working on. But I believe that the reason why I have that ability is because my wife saw potential in me, this hotheaded idiot, you know, to help help me get molded more into God's image. You know, so I'm sure many of you, you know, I'm sure many have said I'm not marrying someone because of, you know, what they saw on you, whatever, years ago, anything like that. But when you write someone off, you're not giving them room to grow. And God doesn't write us off. So it's not acceptable for us to start writing others off. We have to understand that, yes, this person may not be for you. And that's fine. But somebody may be who God has for you that does not meet all your expectations. They don't check all your boxes. And it's, it's up to you to understand, like, OK, God, I'll accept that, you know, because it's so easy to complain and say, well, we're not going to do. But God knows what you need. And you have to be willing to understand that, okay, God, well, maybe my husband's short. Maybe my wife is this. Maybe my husband is that. You know, so understand that they may come with more than what you're seeing because God has a future for them. God has a plan for them that is going to be birth. you know, and it takes time for that to happen. So I don't think, you know, I, I, I had to say this for last because I, I know many of you probably misinterpreted what I'm saying, but I don't think it's God's will for us to ever settle. You know, I don't think God ever wants us to just get, oh, okay, that person will change. No, because that's why people are in abusive relationships, because they think that person has potential to change. No, baby, if he's still hitting you, there's no reason for you to be there. You know, you you think, oh, okay, she's going to change. She, she didn't ask for sex for two weeks. She's gonna she, She's obviously changing. Listen, I believe that we should see the potential in people, but we should not be foolish. We should use discernment. We should allow the spirit to guide us. Don't just force yourself to stay where God is not because you're claiming its potential for change. No, don't allow your emotions to guide you. Allow the spirit of God to guide you. You know, but I just want to want you to understand that the person you're going to marry one day is still going to have room to grow. They can still change, they can still progress. There's going to be flaws in them that God is still going to work on. There's some things you're not going to realize until you're married. There's some things that <laughs> I'm telling marriage is going to open a lot of your eyes, (laughs) but I want you to understand that you have to be willing to give the person room to grow, allow God to work in people's lives. Instead of just saying, ah, that's not for me. Instead of just writing things off, give people room to grow. Because if many of us knew Peter would have denied us, we would have never picked him as an apostle. But God said, but um, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you that your your faith won't fail. You know, because he knew Peter was going to deny him, but he's like, yeah, but you're going to deny me. But I'm, I'm praying for you that you're restored. And when you're restored, I want you to strengthen your brothers because God knew there was potential for him not being perfect all the time. You know, and many of us, we don't realize that we can't just cut people off because they made us mad or cut people off because you don't you don't fit my standard. No, that's not what God does. To us. So we shouldn't do that to people. But I I just want to make it clear, man, we should never get into something that God didn't put us in. So, yeah, that person may be your type. They can look amazing, but they can be fine and abusive. They may make the amount of money you want them to make, but they may never lead you closer to God. So I want you to take into consideration that, yes, you see potential in people, but that means using discernment. The Bible mentions to guard your heart above all else, for out of it flows the issues of life. Guard your heart doesn't mean you cut people off and you don't allow anyone in. No, it just means using discernment. Allow God to guide you to the right people rather than your emotions. Rather than letting someone in because she has a body or letting him in because he has money or anything like that. No, guarding your heart. God, this is a relationship that I'm considering. Is it your will? Praying about it, seeking God about it, talking to spiritual leadership. All of those things come in contact with with guarding your heart. But as always, man, I appreciate you guys. We're a million strong. 49 episodes in, we're a million strong. I love you guys. I appreciate the support. I appreciate every single one of you. And you know what I appreciate even more? that you hop on apple itunes and give us a five star rating <laughs> keep shooting us dms on what topics you want to hear keep posting in your insta story get the word out to your friends you never know what one of your, what friend may need this because we try to keep it bible centered so something may they may come for a topic and leave with the gospel you know so i want to make it clear you guys are doing an amazing job with sharing we appreciate you guys and as always man we're thankful we're thankful more than words could explain but patreon family stay tuned for the giveaway we love y'all peace